Going, going, gone! All right, Toph, you know what time it is. It's time to list and shout. Episode number two. March 2022. About to come at you. And you know what March 2022 means? March Madness. That is true. It is March, and it is madness, and we're right in the middle of it. Yes, um, this is. If you're uh, listening to us live, or you know, depending on how recent, how long it's been, this we the uh, Elite Eight has been determined. This is Saturday morning, so we're looking forward to games today and tomorrow to give us the final four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had some exciting games the last two days, and you know, we're recording basically in the afternoon before uh, the next set of games are going. Mm-hmm. So our takes, by the time this is up, you'll probably already know the result of two of them, maybe Maybe four four. if I'm a little slacky on the Mm -hmm. editing. Um, But it's been a pretty exciting tournament so far. Oh, a lot of good games, a lot of... uh a lot of big upsets, which I think kind of the theme for the tournament this year, and I think it has been the past couple years, is there really aren't the heavy favorites that we remember from back in the day. Yeah, and you know, it was funny because last month I was kind of talking about how, oh, I'm just not that excited about it this year. And I, I feel like every year I say that until the games come and you get some of those upsets and you see who Cinderella is, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're invested and it's fun again. Uh, yeah, and I think... I think a big, you know, big kind of change to me is that in the past, you know, the Cinderellas, you get a game, maybe a second showing, you know, before, you know, their time would run out. But I think now, once you win a game, once you get that round of 32, all bets are off. We see teams make deep runs. I mean, Butler the one year went all the way to the championship game as the 10 seed or whatever they were. You know, you got teams like St. Peter's now into the Elite Eight as a 15 for the first time. and Yeah, like how many number ones even during the regular season this year got knocked off, you know, oh, yeah, number yeah. one in the country. So. Yeah, I think we touched on that uh, last uh, last podcast. And even, I mean, you look at the you look at the seedings of the eight teams that are left, and you got you got a one, two twos, a four, a five, and you got an eight, ten, and a 15. Yeah, it's wide open. It's crazy. That's definitely why. St. Peter's has definitely been the biggest story. They just pulled off another win last night, uh, yep. holding off and beating Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's crazy when you watch them. Like they're not playing like what you would think a 15 seed would be. You know, anytime it's tight, anytime they fall behind, they they look like a, a, a top top ranked team. I mean, they're just resilient and they battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. We've never seen anything like this, but I feel like we're, this is the path we're going to, where the difference between the top teams and the bottom teams. You know, it's not like it once was. I don't know if that's because of guys leaving to go to the pros early. I don't know if it's because you have good players now that realize I'd rather go to a school like St. Peter's and be a star than sit on the bench at Kentucky or something. I mean, yeah, I and there's just a lot of good ball players. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, and, and you know, a lot of times a, a great college point guard not isn't necessarily what would be a great NBA point guard. You yeah, know? but there's a lot of great you know players that are on the college level now that can perform mm. and produce. And compete, so it's really exciting. But St. Peter's definitely, like you said, top first fifteen seed to make it to the uh, Elite Eight. That's that's I think been the biggest story. They've been definitely. fun to watch. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, I know you know we're from Baltimore, or Maryland here, so we're not necessarily the biggest Duke fans and Coach mm-hmm. K, but it is his last ride. So I mean, that's a huge story. Uh, what do you think about that so far? I mean, I think I it, it, it is a huge story, and it would be huge to, for him to go even win a championship or go to the Final Four or you know, see how far that they go. And they definitely, as a two-seed, have the team to do it. Um, 
and it's definitely it's definitely crazy to me to think about him not being the coach anymore. I mean, he's yeah. been there forever. Like I've never been a Duke fan at all, but it'll be it's strange to be think about Duke without Coach K. Especially like uh, the last few years when they actually had loaded teams and they underperformed in, in the tournament. They've underperforming for a while, truthfully. Yeah, and now it's his last his last hurrah, and you know they don't have the best team, but they have a good team, yep. a really good team. But they're they're holding it down. Uh, I making think the it, run. Yeah, I think he has a lot to do with that, and they're doing it for him. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see, too, because North Carolina, they have had a pretty rough season, but they beat Duke in Coach K's final game. Final game of Cameron, yeah. And, and they've been on a roll since. So they're, you know, they're in position to make it to the Final Four as well as an eight seed. So that's yeah huge. And you know what happens if they do, and Duke does, they match, they match up, up in yeah. the Final Four. So how huge would that be? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's the thing. Out of all the, out of all the upsets and all the things that have gone, there's still the potential of that marquee. You could have you could have Duke and UNC the big showdown in the Final Four. You could have Villanova and Kansas showdown in the Final Four, and yeah. you could have you know a Duke Kansas championship. I mean, there still could be the blue bloods of the of the of college oh, for sure. being in the Final Four. They're still there, but you know North Carolina. Even though they're North Carolina, they are an upset team this year. They're not supposed to be there at all. You know what was really interesting is Duke found themselves in a really tight game in the last round against Texas Tech. They were trailing by four at halftime. And Coach K, you know, final run, he reached into his bag of tricks. And did you see what he did in the second half? I did not. They played for the first ten minutes of the second half zone. You know, Duke mm-hmm. is known for their man-to-man mm-hmm. defense. They played four minutes of zone the entire season this year. <laughs> And he came out and surprised Texas Tech and went into a zone defense for the first 10 minutes of the second half and it completely caught them off guard. Yeah, they would not have been prepared for that. Yeah, I think it was like their first six possessions were scoreless and something like nine out of 12. Um, And that basically is what put Duke in the game. So, I mean, even a a legendary Hall of Fame coach like him who has his way of coaching – Pulled out, that's, yeah, pulled out one last trick, you know. So pretty cool. So uh, I think you know they're the two biggest stories. Uh, but what do you think? Like the last uh, couple games, who do you got? Let's see. We're gonna walk through those real quick. Yeah. So uh, today we have, well, we we have that uh, that that Arkansas Duke game. Okay. I'm gonna predict against Dorian. Arkansas has just been impressing me. I think they continue their run. I think they take Duke out. I think this is where the Duke run ends. Yeah. One short of the Final Four. I think yeah, Arkansas gets done. they've definitely been on a great run. Uh, they beat a one seed, right, didn't they? They beat just, Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga, yeah. I, it definitely is. You and know, they also they had a win in the regular season against number one Auburn. They're the first team to beat the number one team in the regular season and then the AP number one team in the postseason. That's pretty impressive. You know me, though, I tend to root for stories, and, you mm-hmm. know, sports writes better stories than Hollywood sometimes. So I'm going to go with Duke here. Uh, I just that, – that's my pick, based on what I think the next matchup could be. So the, the other matchup tonight is number two, Villanova, number five, Houston. I am sort of a Villanova fan, so it's going to be no surprise to hear me say I think Villanova wins that one. But, I mean, they've – they're tournament tested. Jay Wright knows what he's doing. Houston's has been has a good team, but I think I think Nova gets it done. Yeah, I'm going to go with Villanova too. I know like, Houston was another team that knocked off what uh, a number one right there, Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely hot and they've been battle tested. But I, I'm I'm going with Nova too here. It just feels right. So then then tomorrow we get uh, number one Kansas and number ten Miami. I have to believe Kansas gets it done. Yeah, it's I, I, they're the only uh, you know one seed left, right? So I just I, I and. and it's just too big of a difference. I think Kansas is just too too loaded. Yeah. And then we get the number eight UNC and the number 15 St. Peter's. 
I think St. Peter's has one more in them. I think that, they're going to the that final would four. Be so cool. I uh, think they're doing it. North Carolina doesn't scare me. I, they're, I know they're a better team than St. Peter's, but so is Purdue, and so is Murray State, and so is Kentucky. So yeah, I, I think it's interesting that Duke plays today. So based on like what I'm predicting is based on story and what yep. it would mean. So I'm predicting Duke today, and I feel like North Carolina has a day to think about that. Mm-hmm. And that could go two ways. You know, they could know, hey, a, a win against a 15 seed St. Peter's gets us Coach K again. Could get and in we their could, heads. But that could get in their heads too. Yeah. So, you know, and they definitely uh, have been inconsistent this year. But I'm going to go with North Carolina and uh, pick that Duke North Carolina matchup for the Final Four, which I think would be epic. All right, so then going forward, then you've got you've got Duke, UNC, uh, Villanova, and Kansas in your Final Four. Yep. Um, well, I guess we both we both have the Villanova versus Kansas. Yeah. Side, so I think I think Kansas wins. Yeah, I agree. And then you've got Duke UNC. I've got the unexpected Arkansas St. Peter's. So I've got Arkansas going to the title game and losing to Kansas. Okay, and I, I think I'm going to have Duke going to Kansas, going uh, to the finals against Kansas and losing to Kansas. Um, right, so we so basically what we've done is we've guaranteed that Miami beats Kansas tonight. Yes, <laughs> but I, whatever it's, it's going to be, some interesting games coming up. It's going to be a great weekend next weekend for the Final Four. All these all these matchups would be definitely very interesting. Yeah, don't sleep on March Madness like I was last month when I was talking. It's a bunch of hot air. It always you know. I, I you think can the ignore thing is, it all. So you could ignore college basketball all season and the tournament will just pull you in. And I think that's the thing. I, I don't follow the season as much as I used to, where it was like every night I'm watching college basketball and you know you know all the stars, all the players, and all the stuff. And then it's more exciting to fill out your brackets. Mm. Now I feel like I'm guessing a little bit more at the beginning when I fill out my brackets. There's teams I haven't seen all year. And a lot of it's probably more than half of them, um, but you know, it, it doesn't mean it's not fun because the minute you start seeing those upsets and the storylines play out, it's crazy. Like, how the heck does St. Peter's win against Purdue yesterday? And it's National Peacock Day. Yes, like, this, you can't happen? you can't script this stuff. You can't you can't. Yeah, so it, it's just that's sports. It's, yep. it's a beautiful thing. So March Madness, uh, you got a few few weeks left, or you know, definitely recommend watching. It's been fun so far. Definitely. All right. Well, I just want to also say thank you to everyone who listened last month. It was really fun for us to finally uh, get this ball rolling and get an episode out to everyone. And, uh, you know, the feedback we heard was really nice and great. And I hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, we're going to do this every month. And, uh, you know, we have fun doing it. And I hope you guys keep listening and enjoying it. And, uh, you know, feel free to share with friends, recommend, and, you know, follow us on Twitter or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We have up now, Tove. So. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we heard a lot of positive feedback that people seemed to like was the overrated, underrated section. So we're going to bring that back, and we're going to do that again uh, this month. We got I came up with my own list of ten things this time to throw out, and we'll see if we feel they're overrated, underrated, or maybe possibly uh, properly rated. So one thing I, we obviously already established: March Madness is not overrated. Not but overrated. <laughs> what about filling out a March Madness bracket? Is that overrated or underrated? All right, so there was years in my life where it's like if I didn't fill out a bracket, I would die inside, and I'd have to fill mm-hmm, out three, mm-hmm. and it was a must every every year. But now I'd say it's overrated because I'll be honest, I haven't filled one out the last two years, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I think – I'm going to kind of bridge here. I think filling it out is underrated. I think filling it out is a great – it's just – it makes everything kind of start to kick off. You start thinking about all the matchups. It's a great thing. I think – 
telling people about your bracket is overrated. Oh, Nobody cares about I got your bracket. That's douche move. Nobody. I mean, it's oh, worse than your fantasy football team. Is it a douche move? Or it's is a douche it? move. People care more about your fantasy football team than they do your March Madness bracket, and they don't care about your football team either. Okay. And, and you know, the thing is, to that point, you're right, because even at the peak of my tor- tournament days, I would fill out 10. Yeah. So it's like, if you fill out 10 brackets and you have one that has three of the final yeah. four, right? It's like, screw so you. Who cares? Yeah. It's fun to do. I'm all, I filled out multiple brackets, and I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm not going to tell you what I did. Cause don't brag about your bracket. Unless it's like one where you're in for money, like on some website, and oh, you're yeah. like number one yeah. with if you, two days. If you left. finish the top ten on ESPN's brackets, then we want to hear about that. But if you're in, a, you know, six hundred fifty-five out of one thousand, we don't care. No water cooler bragging. No douchebag. <laughs> All right, what about the Saw movie franchise? Uh, I'd say overrated just because it went crazy, kind of like the whole Fast and the Furious thing last month. But I did just watch Spiral, and I did enjoy that with Chris uh, Rock, so that was kind of cool. So I like, I enjoy them, but, but I'd say overrated. I think so too. I think the original Saw movie is underrated. I think that was an awesome yeah. movie, but then it just went on and on and on. And I think that's a lot with franchises; they just yep. go on too long. But uh, Spiral, I do recommend that if you haven't seen it. It was it was really cool. All right, we're gonna go to music now. How about supergroups? Supergroups are probably underrated. Like I, I'd say, I mean, I can see why they would be overrated if it's a group of people you don't like. But <clears throat> if it's a group of people you do enjoy, uh, it could be underrated. And I think there's a lot more supergroups out there than people know about. There are. It depends on how what your strong definition of super, you know, yeah. what you consider a supergroup. But there's lots of collaboration groups. I think for the most part, I would agree that they're underrated. Uh, occasionally, you know, you have that one where you're like, oh, I love all these guys. I'm looking forward to this album. And then you hear it and it's just not what you're looking for. But And it could be, you know, case by case too, because if you have like an audio slave that yep. you say that's a super group, but they were seriously a band too. So it's like they took themselves seriously. There's a lot of super groups that do it just yep. for an album and it's not really to do anything other than just like, hey, I'm going to play with someone different and we'll be a super group and it'll be cool. But it's not really, they're not invested. Right. True. True. It's like a side I project. think that's part of you. Yeah, how serious are they taking it? You know, so I, I, but I think for the most part, I would agree. All right, number four, the fourth thing we're talking about is ranch dressing. I like ranch dressing, so I, <laughs> I, I'd say underrated. I, I put it on a lot of stuff. I think it's overrated. I like ranch dressing. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't know that it's superior to a honey mustard or a blue cheese or a, there's lots of good dressings. I just feel like ranch is just everywhere. See, for me, I'm more I, of a honey mustard. That's guy kind of the game changer for me is when I get wings, I do ranch. I don't like blue cheese, mm-hmm. so that's what like ranch is almost a necessity for me because I like wings so much. Okay, so I, I, that's where I put it there. My but most I, I underrated dressing is the par- that Parmesan peppercorn creamy dressing. That's the best. Oh. Okay, number five. Taking a walk. So, so taking a walk is probably underrated. I think there's a lot of great benefits, obviously, to it, and it probably mm-hmm. like helps you reset. But for me personally, I don't. I hate walks just because I'm on my feet all day at work. So I, if I'm doing ten thousand steps at, walk, at work, I don't want to come home and take a walk. I can buy that. I'm sitting all day at work. I think taking a walk is underrated. Yeah. I think the important thing is to be wearing the proper clothing for the weather, or it can be miserable. Oh, that's for sure. But yes, I am definitely a fan of taking a walk. And I mean, when you're on vacation and stuff, you have to take walks. Oh like yes, for you know, sure. Like if you're doing things and you're out somewhere. You have to do it, and it's great. But I mean, taking a walk on the beach or like a hike through like a park when you're on vacation is great. Yeah, but on a day-to-day basis for me, after I get home, I'm like, I ain't taking no walk. I can buy that. All right, let's talk about Kevin Durant. He got me a little... Uh... He's obviously a great player, but <laughs> yeah. how great is he? Like Statistically, if you look at statistics, he's going to go down as one of the best of all time, and yes. he's got the championships, but he's also done it... 
you know, I mean, I guess it's hard because now you got LeBron who's also bounced around. So it's like the, 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 in the old days, you had to stay on your team and win a title to get credit. But now you got these guys that go to, well, I don't say guarantees because Brooklyn was going to be a guarantee, right? But yeah. I, I'd say he's overrated though, just because I don't think he is a LeBron or Michael. But yeah, it, his I can't, numbers even a Kobe, like I can't, I can't yeah. put him on that level. I think he's, he's great. He's yeah. great. But I think, yeah, I would agree. Now, maybe it's one of those things where he's, he's like a legit, scorer like but tracy mcgrady was a legit scorer yeah is alan iverson's legit yeah. scorer like is he different than those guys yeah so i who don't have the titles but overrated but you know guys like i mean iverson was always the best player on his team mcgrady had yeah i guess and stretches but for the most part he will you know yeah, yeah. I, I i think he's overrated i think he's great don't get yeah, me wrong i, I agree great great but, scorer yes uh the office uh, okay, so this is going to hurt me, but I'm going to say The Office is overrated, even though it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So I love The Office. I'll watch it a million times, but I think it's gotten to the point where it's played out and overrated, but um, I love it. I think it's overrated. I, as as you as you know, and some of the listeners may know, I've never been a huge fan. It just has never, I've just never connected with it. I don't uh, dislike it. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I've just always thought it was just not, no better than all the sitcoms that are out there. I just thought it was entertaining, but nothing special about it. So I'm going to go, you know, overrated. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it it just it's such a huge like you can't avoid it even now. No, it's yeah, kind of crazy. And even though it hasn't been on for how long, like, yeah, and it's just you still see it everywhere. But I, I love the comedy of it. I love the dryness and some of the uh, the way it's presented. But I get it. I and I, I do agree. It's just it's gotten too big. Like it should be. It should be less talked about now and, yes. and gone like so many other shows. But it's still the rage. Yes. Here's a, this is an interesting one for me. Snoop Dogg. I. I'd say underrated, just because I, I think there's still like he's doing so many things, but I think it's he's going to keep doing more things, mm-hmm. and I think he's good at what he's doing, and he's good at the character. I remember us sitting, and it's funny because the whole point of this podcast is to be current, but also think thirty years ago. Yep. And I remember us having these conversations thirty years ago, where we'd say, "What's going to happen?" Because you know, hip hop and rap was so new. Didn't in have the eighties and nineties, yep. they were like, "What's going to happen when these guys are in their 50s? Like, like Mick Jagger's still doing stuff in his sixties and seventies. Is there really going to be like a sixty-year-old Snoop doing stuff? And sure, there is. The hell, <laughs> there isn't. Yeah, I've kind of alternated my life back and forth with like Snoop as an artist, as a rapper. He may be a little overrated. He had some great peaks, but there's been a, there's a lot of valleys too. But Snoop as Snoop as the entity of Snoop is very underrated. I mean, the guy is. It's just pure gold. Like, he's always entertaining. And that's he's just kinda, great. That's kind of where I'm going because even when you said it, my first thought isn't even music. Yep. It's just Snoop now mm-hmm. because he's created such a brand and such a uh, uh, image that it, I mean, and just think, I mean, how much more tolerant has peop- has society become to smoking weed? And a lot of that could even Snoop? be Snoop. I mean, Snoop's been doing it for 30 years and he didn't care. And, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years ago, it was like, oh, man, watch out. But now it's like he's the poster, you know, yep. for it. I mean. All right, uh, ninth item, Chick-fil-A. You got some tough ones, because there are ones that I, there's some that I love, but I I do have to, like, I'd have to say Chick-fil-A is overrated, but I love it, but it is, like. This is why I agree with you. Their menu sucks, honestly, like, I mean, if there's, if there's, there's always, like, the chicken sandwich or the spicy chicken sandwich is great, but there's never any real new options. No, no, yeah. I agree. I, I love Chick-fil-A. I go there all the time, and I will continue to go there all the time. But, yeah, I think it is kind of overrated. I, I can't I did see it's something. It's the consistency. It's that it's always fairly quick, and the food always is good. It's not like when you go to 
other fast food places I feel like can be very hit or miss. Chick fil A, I feel like you're getting the same product most of the time. I think that's yeah. Think it's funny. I saw something in the news the other day too, and I don't know. I think it was somewhere in California. They actually cited a Chick fil A as a like a menace to society because it actually like it is it's it's always so busy. There's like a like apparently uh, like a quarter mile mm-hmm. backup on this road to even get in the drive. So like they actually like the the city is like issuing them like. Uh, stuff. So I don't know. Don't quote me on the exact place where it was. I think it was California. You know, but uh, it's just funny. Like people, like they take your order in, in the in the you know in the line now because they always know they're so busy. So there's people that yeah. walk up and down the line. They don't even wait for you to get to the 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 window. I um, only order with the app now because of that. I'm 99 percent time. Oh, that's order with the idea. app. Sometimes I just go inside and pick it up and carry it out because it's faster than the line. But uh, smart moves. All right, final one. Another. Seasonal one here, daylight savings time. Uh, I, I overrated and underrated. I agree. I, I, I love both. Like I love this. Uh, I love the fall back. Yeah, I hate the spring forward, but I love the. But the late, but the but lights, being you yeah. know being late at seven o'clock. And, great. And so. it seems like the minute you get that extra hour, it does feel like the season changed. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden it's like spring's coming. It's here. And it's everything's more exciting. Yeah, I can buy that. Like it's weird. Like I don't like the cold. I love. Um, I don't love the heat as much either. But I, I like the summer way more than winter. Um, but I, I find myself as I get older in the winter, it's more like I feel like I'm hibernating sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then once that spring feeling comes, it's like, oh, well, all right, time to get moving. And then, like that extra hour just feels different. So that's our overrated, underrated for the month. Uh, feel free to hit us up on on the socials and say would if you agree, disagree. Do we miss? Did we miss a point for one of those? That, you know, are we all what are, what are those socials, Toph? Um, it is. And those socials for Listen Shout Podcast are Instagram is List and Shout Podcast. Facebook is at List and Shout. And Twitter is at List underscore Shout. You can follow us and comment on any of those platforms. Yeah, let's get some more interaction going. I know, like I said, we heard a lot of people listening, heard a lot of great feedback, but let's get some uh, interacting going. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ask us anything or comment anything. We're, we're down. Tell us what we you will, want to hear about. We will respond. We will get back to you for sure. All right, we're back, and we're about to kick off the top 10 sports stories of March 2022. I know there's still a couple days left, so something might change, but we're going to go as of now. Yeah. Let's see what you got here. It really was a slow month to start, to be honest, but, you know, as the month March unfolded. March is a lot of times early, yeah. Yeah, it got a little bit more interesting. So some of what I have on here are, are, are some big stories that are going on, some that aren't really heavily covered yet because they're kind of breaking, but... Um, couple interesting things going on. So what I have number 10, we got, uh, you know, we're, we're broadcasting here from Baltimore and uh, big local boxing. I know boxing isn't as big as it always was, but Tank Davis, Javante Davis, uh, he just announced a fight against Orlando Romero and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's May 28th. Uh, but there's a little bit of a fallout between him and Floyd Mayweather, from what it sounds like. A lot of people have been calling him out for taking it a little easy uh, on his opponents, but he, he said, uh, you know, uh, this is Which his last. Which people called Mayweather out for as well. Yeah, and he said this is his last fight with Floyd, and after that he's done, and he's not his contract's up, and 
a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So we'll kind of see, be interesting to see where that goes after this fight if he sticks around with them and they they make up because uh, Floyd has definitely put a lot of spotlight on him in his yep. career. I mean, twenty four knockouts and twenty six fights has also helped. Definitely, but, but Floyd uh, is probably the biggest name in boxing. I mean, he yeah. draws attention and eyes everywhere. Yeah, but everyone has wanted to see Davis fight some tougher opponents, and For it'll sure. be interesting to see where that goes. So I think that's a big story to watch coming up in the next few months. All right, we got number nine. Uh, have you heard about some of this uh, Phil Mickelson stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they asked him, uh, it sounds like now uh, the Masters, they've asked him to skip the Masters because of some of this controversy that's going on. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a new company or new uh, league trying to pop up called like the Super Golf League, the yep, SGL. Yep. And uh, I guess it turns out it's backed by some Saudi uh, money yep. and, uh, investors. There's some concerns about where some of this money is coming from. Yeah, and he uh, he apparently came out and actually put him on blast. Like he's he's been a big uh, uh, um, big spokesman for them and actually advocating for this new league. But then he actually put him on blast and said how horrible they were for all these injustices and stuff that Saudi does, which was a little mm-hmm. you know like whatever but uh but then he said but so why would someone like me actually back them he's like well because i want to stick it to the <laughs> to the pga <laughs> and i think they treat people bad so he's almost saying like i'm picking something terrible that i don't like just to stick it to the pga because i think they, they underpay people and they, they treat us poorly so i, yeah, I don't know some crazy stuff going on there phil. phil yeah phil put his uh foot in his mouth i think yep. and it'll be the first time in 28 years that he's not at the masters <sighs> years i know isn't that crazy that's crazy all right, moving on, number eight. Um, so we talked a little bit last month about the crazy money that was getting thrown at um, the uh, McVeigh, the coach of the Rams, yeah, by Amazon. Yeah. Well, that fell through. He stayed. Uh, he said mm-hmm. he wasn't doing it. But did you see, I mean, NFL announced team carousel on the move. Oh, yes. It's like the coaching carousel. Yeah, and the money is insane. So Joe Buck signed $75 million to go to ESPN from Fox to broadcast Monday Night Football. Mm. Troy Aikman then leaves yep. and follows Buck. So that's crazy. That leaves a huge gap in Fox's NFL. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's, they've that's been Fox football for years. <laughs> yeah, and and then you have Amazon then making the play, and they sign Al Michaels mm-hmm. uh, to what was uh, said to be Joe Buck money um, <laughs> to do Thursday night football because Amazon currently does have the rights Thursday to night, yep. Thursday night football, but then they will be getting you know more coverage going forward in the future years. Um, but they get Al Michaels, and then they just announce they're adding Kirk Herbstreet to that mm. team. So it's going to be Herbstreet and Michaels. So big money getting shelled out by Amazon and ESPN. Uh, a lot of announcers. It's going to be. A, they're saying it's going to be in a, a boom for those guys getting a lot of money again. Kind of like how uh, some of those the sports pundits had that big boom uh, five or six years ago when Stephen A. and everyone was getting this big money. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Uh, number seven. Have you heard about the Jorge Masvidal? No. What's going on here? <laughs> so uh, Jorge Masvidal had that big fight March 5th against uh, Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're big rivals. Both Miami guys used to be friends. Now they hate each other. You know, and a lot of people always wonder, you know, well, how much of this is, you know, to make money and to promote a fight or to promote a rivalry. How much of it is real? Well, uh, Jorge lost that fight pretty, pretty uh, unanimously. Uh, wasn't really in it. But then just the other day... Apparently, outside a poppy steakhouse in Miami, <laughs> Jorge ran into Colby Covington and uh, mm. basically beat the crap out of him, knocked his teeth out, and got okay. arrested, and uh, is facing assault charges now. Wow, um, so this is not fake. No, it's not <laughs> fake. They hate each other. But what is your take on two UFC fighters getting in a fight in the street and one pressing assault charges? I mean, 
do you agree? Do you not agree? Am I? Is it, should we not look at it that way? I mean, is it? I mean, it depends on. I think you have to you have to look at the situation. If if one guy was clearly the instigator and jumped a guy and started you know fighting him, then yeah, like it was you, a sucker punch. Press charges. Yeah, if they were both if they if they were both going toe to toe and they got into just a fight, then yeah, I would think he wouldn't. But and once again, I don't know. I, I yeah, have more seen more the footage, to come on this because apparently I think the original arrest warrant didn't state that Colby Covington was the uh, was the victim, but apparently like footage and stuff from the area mm. show he was there. He was the one that got in the fight. Okay, so we'll see how it all turns out and plays out. But I think that was pretty crazy uh, considering they actually just fought in the ring. Three weeks ago, and now they actually get into a legit fight. All right, number six, Tove. You know, I'm a big wrestling guy. We talked oh, about yeah. this. Yep. Tony Khan announces he purchases Ring of Honor, another uh, wrestling promotion. Very uh, prominent, uh, famous promotion. Definitely the last few years has not been as notable as it was ten years ago. There was definitely a time where it was... You know, probably the biggest independent company outside of TNA and uh, WWE. But uh, the big story with this is it doesn't sound like he's only buying it for the content. Like, that is a big piece. He's going to own a lot of uh, their media library, which is definitely going to help mm-hmm. AEW find a streaming partner because they're not going to just have their content. They'll also have the Ring of Honor. A ton of uh, AEW wrestlers have uh, appeared in Ring of Honor for years, Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, uh, <laughs> CM Punk. A lot of these guys spent a big portion of their career in Ring of Honor, so that footage is going to still be available now with AEW. Um, but Tony also said that he's planning on putting out future content. Okay, so he's not swallowing it up. It's still going to kind yeah, of exist. so, I mean, they do have a TV partnership and a contract already in place for something like 30 weeks a year with... Um, you know, a, a company. So it's interesting to see they've just been running like, you know, best ofs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now ring of honor kind of released all its wrestlers in November and shut down and promised a relaunch in April of 2022. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward. If that relaunch actually happens next month or a little more firepower with, with con behind it potentially. Yeah. And everyone says too, like, I mean, AEW has a huge roster and a huge talent pool, but a lot of people want to see, see more of them. And, you know, maybe having a second company, you already have the roster and the people on the yeah. contract to move over and put on another program. So can you could be really cool. Sort of as a minor league type thing for yeah, like an NXT, like a yep. development, the way WWE did that. So try, think, out new, try out new angles and new wrestlers and see how it goes. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to watch. All right, number five. Uh, you know, I think this will be good on a lot of fronts. Kobe Bryant, his estate, and uh, Nike mm-hmm. have agreed to renew their partnership and uh, start back up. They haven't really done anything together uh, or been partners for, I guess, over a year now. Well, but they were. That's what I want to talk about. Nike was making money off of Kobe Bryant's daughter with yeah, no Jesus. permission from the family. Yeah. Like, I just, I just well, there was a like, huge, I, I mean, that yeah. was a huge fallout with them. But I think that's why this deal is so big because yep. this is going to allow a lot of the money and the proceeds to go to the uh, Kobe Bryant, their state, and uh, their uh, youth nonprofit. Yeah, I saw that, uh, that that Vanessa Bryant said that all the proceeds from the Gigi shoe, at least, are going to go to the, I think it's now called the Mamba and Gigi Foundation. Yes. You know, and then, so I think They're that's They're going to be opening news. like youth centers. Yep. Um, this is going to allow also fans uh, of Kobe and his products. They're going to, you know, ensure that there's going to be years to come, new shoes, yep. new new uh, merchandise and stuff to, to follow, collect, and uh, wear. So I think that's a big story. I think it's nice to see it get sorted out and the money go to the right place. Yeah, not just all lining uh, Nike's pockets completely and you know, some of it yeah. going out and doing some good. 
Yep. So number four for the month, I got the NFL quarterback carousel. Quarterbacks on the move. Oh, insane. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, we got, I mean, the big one, obviously, Russell Wilson moving from Seattle to Denver. You got Deshaun Watson getting his stuff straightened out, getting traded to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz to Washington. Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Free agency, Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota signed on new teams. Mm-hmm. You got Drew Locke back in Seattle in the, in the Russell Wilson trade. So, I mean, you got at least right there seven new quarterbacks. Um, that's almost 25% of the league that's going to have a new quarterback on the move. There's still figure several. Baker Mayfield's going to get moved most likely. Yeah, you got Tom Brady might get traded to Miami. You yeah. never know. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Still, a lot of things that still could play out with us, but already – you That's know. not even counting any. I mean, no, this is this is not a great quarterback draft, but you're going to have a couple guys come out in the first round that are going to be at least competing for for jobs. I mean, it's going to be things look a lot different. Yeah, it's been a while since I think we've seen you know so many quarterbacks on the move. I mean, Rodgers almost went, but then he signed that crazy deal. Yeah. Um. So that kept him there. So that's big news, big stuff to watch because, like you said, I think there's going to be more things happening. Um. Number three. Probably could be number one, but baseball is back. Yes, we were we, we were hoping this would be the case when we uh, were talking in February that we were hoping that in March we wouldn't be talking about the lockout. We'd be talking about baseball, and we are. A little bit of a delay, but baseball's yeah. back. Yeah, it's, uh, once the season starts April 7th, it's not mm-hmm. going to feel terrible. It's about, what, eight days after yeah. the original uh, March 31st. I think they canceled two series or something, right? Yep. Maybe. So. Well, I think they, but or they're going to do. They're going to make it up. They're going to make them up. They're still going to play 162 yeah, games. But it's two season. series late, yep. basically. Yeah, so the new CBA is in place. Uh, there's actually some cool stuff that's changed with it. Obviously, there was some, you know, some adjustments made to salaries and like, mm-hmm. you know, minimum salary and things like that. I'm not going to get into the, uh, you know, the the details of all the money issues, but from from a fan's perspective of what we're going to biggest see, I mean, you're going to definitely have a balanced schedule that's changed. Yep. So instead of interleague play being division versus division now, they've actually separated it. So you're going to play, you're going to see teams play less intra-division games. They're moving from 19 against each team to 14. Um, And they're going to play every team in the National League once a year. So everyone, you're going to see every matchup. You don't have to wait three years to see a team play a team. Every year your team's going to play the opposing league's entire team. You're also going to keep the rivalries Yep. Like the, the the Nationals and the, the Orioles, they'll play two two-game series. Yep, yep, I think that makes sense. Everyone else will play a three-game series. So it works out really well. I think that's a big win for the fans. I think so. You get this, you better chance you better chance to see all the great players. You don't have to wait four years to see your team play somebody. It's it's good. Yeah, they're definitely changing the draft up. They're going to a draft lottery to like really mm-hmm. encourage more competitiveness, no tanking. Um, actually... Every team that does not make the playoffs, so 18 teams will be eligible for the draft lottery. Now, the percentages are super low for like 10 to 18. Like NBA style, basically. Yeah, but the percentages for one and two are identical. Oh, okay. So, you know, having the worst record isn't going to get you the first pick. You know, it's going to give you the same percentage of chance, but it's it's not a guarantee. It's still only a 16% chance of having the first pick Mm, if you have the worst record. It's one and two both have 16, I think, 0.5%. So. You know, really, there and there's actually they put in something too to penalize teams that are in the draft lottery too many consecutive years. Okay. So they're really trying to get teams to be more competitive to encourage spending. Uh, international draft is in the works that hasn't been agreed on, but they agreed to continue talking. I think they have like three or four months to come up with an agreement on that. Mm, that would make that happen. That would be a big, big game changer. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, and then they got rid of uh, the. Um, one game 163 
So mm-hmm. you know how before if it was a tie at the end of the year, you'd have that extra game. That's gone. They're just going to do, they have like a cookbook type formula. If there's a tie, they break it with head-to-head, blah, 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 all that junk. I'm not a fan of that one. I like the game 163 yeah, I do personally. Too. But, but when you have a one-game wild card already and things yeah. like that, it does kind of like, yeah. t- it, it takes away from the wild card. But it's interesting. And then they're going to also agree to play more games internationally. Makes sense to grow the grow the grow the brand. I, I can buy that. Yeah. So that's some stuff that's changed. You know, it's funny because when you heard about it, it was all going to be like money, money, money. But then when you look at a lot of the changes and things they agreed to, they're pretty some some pretty cool stuff that happened. Yeah. I think the money is always a sticking point. You know, those, some of those other changes were probably easy to agree on, and then they yeah. get hung up on hung yeah, up on the cash. DH uh, Universal as well, yeah, that's obviously. The big story so that, DH. that went away in the NL. So everyone will that was have expected. Yep. So that's, uh, I think, one of the biggest stories. Number two, though, have to give it to St. Peter's. Obviously, first team ever to get to the eight. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about them earlier. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's just, just it's cool, a big story. Crazy. And, yep, I mean, one to remember. Love to see that. And they're still going. I, I'm predicting a win, another win. All right, we'll final see. Final four. We'll find out tomorrow. The 15 in the final four, I'm calling it. That would be amazing. What if the 15 wins at all? That would it would break the NCAA tournament in the best way possible, but it would break the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. It kind of it will kind of prove the whole thing that I've always said that the NCAA tournament is the funnest championship, but it's the it's not the best championship as far as having the best teams win. I mean, whoever yeah. wins the NCAA tournament isn't always the best team, and that yeah. would, this you would get just, lucky with match. This would take it to a whole new level because there's nobody. I mean. Nobody thinks St. Peter's one of the eight one of the eight best teams in basketball. No, but they're getting it done. <laughs> yep, they are. All right, and the top story for the month of March, and when it comes to sports, I mean, come on, back to back months, the guy just has to keep doing it. Tom Brady retires. He's back. Tom Brady's back. He is back. Last month he had to steal the headlines by retiring. This month he steals the headlines by unretiring. Next month he'll probably steal the headlines by being traded. Yep, yep. Like yep. now you got rumors of him. Oh, you know when if, when he announced his return. Oh, I got unfinished business in Tampa. Toph the whole time has been telling me he does nope, not want to be not in Tampa. Play in Tampa. This is BS. He wants to be gone now. All of a sudden yesterday breaks. He might be trying to force a trade out. And what's kind of interesting that I don't know who Tampa has signed since he's unretired, but he was publicly recruiting free agents to come to Tampa to play with him. If he now gets traded to Miami, that's kind of cold, man. Well, especially if he does go to Miami, then you also have to wonder, like, did they have some inside scoop in getting Tyreek Hill in that trade? Like, come on, oh, the, I would have, you know, I mean, we'd have to investigate that. I mean. Yeah, you're going to give up so much uh, draft uh, capital to get a guy for Tua to throw to? Well, I mean, <laughs> and honestly, I don't have a problem if Miami has that plan. It's only a problem if Miami tells Tyreek they have that plan. Because he had to That's agree true. to this, actually. Because supposedly true. they had to deal with the Jets, too. And he chose Miami, which who wouldn't choose Miami over the Jets? Yeah. So I'm not going to say there's anything to that. But, you know, you, you can't... If Miami knows they got to get shot at Brady, and that's why they want to bring the receiver in, that's totally cool. That's yeah. legit. But you, you said you heard Tyreek. that he even was interested in like a front office position with Miami, right? All, uh, yeah, that was the rumor. I mean, if he really rumors retired, are rumors. You know, he, I, I don't know what, but you know, but there were reports from insiders that said that he was considering going to Miami to run the team, kind of a Derek Jeter Miami kind of style situation, but kind of backed out after all the backlash from. The lawsuit, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, does he still want to go? I, I don't know. I, I would not. Say, I would not be shocked to see him get traded to Miami. I really wouldn't, especially with Tyreek Hill. I mean, to me, that makes it even more like Miami's going for it. Is two other guy to go I, for I, it? I, I know a lot of people thought San Francisco still too. Do you think that's a, oh, in play? I, I mean, think so. I think that's his choice. I think Tom Brady would prefer San Francisco. Yeah, and. I mean, it works out where if, if, you're, you're, if Tampa, you're Tampa, you, you just take, you take Jimmy G back. back. Yeah. I, yeah, at least he at least he keeps you competitive. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not Tom Brady, but 
I would he not buys you a couple years or a year yeah, or two. You know. I would not be shocked to see San Fran still, but I think I think if he gets traded, it's San Fran or Miami. Otherwise, he'll he'll start with Tampa. So I'm sure we'll have that somewhere in the top ten next month because Tom Brady just he It'll won't go away as a way of yep. staying in the news, and I think it's uh, you know he's the legend though he's the goat that's what's going to happen. I expect so. him to be back in the April. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tove, what do you think? Good month? It is. I mean, a little slower. I mean, well, say yeah. that's a little slower, but March Madness. March Madness carries the big story. And March that's the thing. I didn't want to have too many March Madness stories in yep. here. Coach K's, obviously, final season is, is big and noteworthy. But, yep. you know, I didn't want to overwhelm the list with that. We talked a lot about that earlier. But the slow month started to pick up. But I definitely think, you know, as we get into April, May, June, it's going to really heat up when we got sports, you know, baseball coming back. You got baseball, NBA playoffs. You, got, you got postseason for NHL and NBA starting up, yeah. you know, in, in – you got baseball playing. I mean, the, the, the NFL offseason has been insane with player movement, not just quarterbacks. It's just been insane anyway. And don't, I expect, don't even get me started with these guys having contracts and back, like verbal contracts oh, and commitments yeah. and backing out. <laughs> and I, I, I expect uh, some more fireworks of the draft coming up. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on the draft leading up to that. Yep, so there'll still be some trades, some, t- some early picks on the move. The Giants are looking to shop one of their top 10 picks, I heard. So it's a lot going on there. All right. Well, a lot, lot of fun, uh, as always, to keep track of and watch a lot for. So more coming back to you later next month. All right. And we're back. All right, Toph, ready to have some fun? What do you have in store for us now? All right, I thought up a little game. You know, over the years, Tove's been one to know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. And uh, every time we play... Mostly useless. Yeah, but, you know, you're definitely, like, the most likely to appear on Jeopardy amongst all our friends. Like, whenever we play trivia games or anything like that, you always kill us. And you know so much stuff that we're always amazed by. So I thought it'd be fun to have a little segment called Trivia with Tove. Okay. You're up for that? I am. I mean... We'll see. I mean, it, sometimes the luck of the draw with the questions can be tough. Um, mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play it out. We're going to take a call from a friend of ours. We're going with uh, Chris today, Toph. Mr. Beatty. Mr. Beatty. We were supposed to have Big G Greg, who just recently moved to Florida. He was scheduled to appear in the first ever uh, trivia with Toph, but he Cla- bailed on In classic us. Greg fashion. He bailed on He's at the beach. He's at the beach. He's at the beach. What it's, is, what you know, it's what, like 50 degrees and windy here, and Greg's at the beach. Greg's not time at for the us. beach. No time it. for us at all. So he bailed, um, said he's too busy, having too much fun. So mm. we're going to go to Chris. Uh, who was on standby, you know. It's uh, middle of the afternoon, though, and uh, we'll see how he's doing. Let's give him a call. All right, I'm dialing him up now. Oh, I hear it ringing. <laughs> this is cool. He's not going to answer. Yeah, standby. Oh, there we go. Hello. How's it going, Chris? Hi. Chris, you are live on the Listen and Shout podcast. I'm happy to be here. You are our first calling guest, so it's an honor. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm excited for this. It's kind of cool. It's like this is like podcast number two, right? Yeah, yes. episode two. Nice. So, so we have a new segment that we're introducing called Trivia with Toaf, and we're gonna have uh, six questions, basically like Trivial Pursuit style, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and we're gonna uh, we're gonna see who who can beat Toaf or compete with Toaf. Might be able to knock There's them off. Toph. There's no way anybody's beating Toph. I don't know. There's a lot of randomness. No, I will give it my good, goodest try. Sorry, I can't do that right now. Whoa. 
little, can't little do technical that. difficulties there. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're trying it out as we go. So basically, Chris, here's the gist of that. For everyone listening, here's how we're doing it. I've already actually went through the questions with Tov, so he's already written down his answers. And My answers are locked in. He's locked in. So we figured in order of uh, not redundancy, avoiding redundancy and asking questions twice, we're just going to already have his locked in. We'll go through with you and do yours, and then I'll unveil the answers at the end. Rock and roll, buddy. All right. right, Let's do this. Remember, no using cell phone. Well, you're on your cell phone, but no using Google or any of that funny stuff to find answers, Christopher. Not that you ever would. We have complete confidence in that. Integrity is the most important thing in my life. Absolutely not. Let's do it. All right. So you're ready for the first question. Go. All right. What nation is home to the University of Zululand? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Tove, make sure you keep track of his answers, too. You said Zululand? Yeah, Z-U-L-U-L-A-N-D. Zululand. What nation is home to the University of Zululand? So we're asking country? What nation? So, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go United States. All right. All right. You ready for question two? Let's go. All right. Who starred as a human in the original Planet of the Apes? And then later played an ape in the 2001 remake. Uh, I, I, Heston? Did he do that? I don't think he did. Was it, uh, I'm going to go with Charles. Yeah, I'm going to go with Heston. That's fine. So, so Heston is your answer. Yes. All right. <clears throat> All right, you ready for question three? I'm, I'm off to a great start, I think. So well, this is funny. This one this one might be one that you don't know now, but maybe one day in the near future you will. What shoe brand did Willard and John Bass base on the handiwork of Norwegian fishermen? This is exciting. <laughs> that was my reaction as well. What shoe brand did Willard and John Bass base on the handiwork of Norwegian fishermen? Um, see, I'm trying to go like Jeopardy and try to find hints within the question, and I don't think no, I don't think they're there. <laughs> they, they're, they're not there. No, these are I just straight up gangster questions. Uh, let's uh, let's just go Nike. I mean, what what are the odds, right? Yeah, I mean, Nike is definitely known for f- lots of fisherman type stuff. <laughs> the, air, the air anglers are a personal favorite. Yeah. So we'll see how that one uh, plays out in a few moments. All right, here's question four. What are the only celestial objects that are typically named for their discoverers? Okay, fine. That, this is, okay, I'm pretty sure I can get this, but I just want to know how, how good was Toph? I, I can't. I don't know his answers yet. He he wrote them down. I don't think I'm I did saying, that good. I think I got two to three. Honestly, I'm saying did he did he answer these with confidence? No, uh, he seemed no, like only, he struggled. He he he's not confident. There's only one that I'm really confident in. Okay, all right. I feel better then. Let's do. Uh, let's go stars. All right. Two left. Two left. All right. Here we go. Here's where they get fun. What Indiana town 
boasts a shrine to the 1954 State High School Hoops Champs immortalized in Hoosiers. Now, this one is multiple choice, so you have a one in three chance. The three towns are Milan, Mooresville, or Muncie. I was waiting for Hickory, but it wasn't on there. I, I want to say Mooresville. Let's go Mooresville. All right, we got you locked in, and there's one left, and here we go. What radiation-spawned comic book character joined with Prince Namer and Doctor Strange to, to form the Defenders? This is one you could get me on, because I have no idea. All right, so what radiation spawned comic book character joined with Prince Namer and Doctor Strange to form the Defenders? I don't think, you know, let's go. uh, Luke Cage. I, I don't think that's right, though, but let's do it anyway. That's fine. All right, so we got your answers locked yes, in. Yes, we, we only have <clears throat> only one question that we both answered the same way. I want to go. I want to go back. I think I want to. I want to do Muncie instead of Morshell now, though. Well, I don't allowed, know if that's allowed. I don't know, you, you're the you're in charge. I don't obviously don't know whether he's changing to a correct or. All right, yeah, you're, you're, you're the no, boss. You're the boss of you, Chris. Yeah, you can nothing's change. Been, nothing's been locked in no, yet. I think it's, no, I, let's, go, let's let's go Morshell. That's all right, fine. Back to all right, what happens if you guys both go 0 for 6? Would that be crazy? It could. I, I, I like one of my answers, though. Might. I like one of mine. I feel good. About, I feel pretty good about one of mine. All right, so here we go. First question, the answer. University of Zululand is located in South Africa. Point for Tof. Okay. Tof had it. Yes. Uh-oh. You're in trouble, Chris. I think I should have known that from, like, some kind of Zach De La Roca line or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Possibly from a Dave Matthews line. <laughs> That's true. All right. All right. So, question two uh, regarding Planet of the Apes and what actor played a human and then later played an ape. That is indeed Charlton Heston. Points Bye. for both. That was the only one that we had the same answer for. All right. So, two down, two to one, Toaf. From here, it gets a little, uh, we'll see. I'd like one of my last four. All right. It's not this one. What shoe brand? Was named after the handiwork of Norwegian fishermen. In my defense, in my defense, all I'm going for is sheer numbers. I mean, the amount of shoes that they've produced has to have some kind of advantage, correct? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Your answer is as good or better than mine. That's for sure. Yeah, I just don't know Unless how I'm many randomly Nor- right. Yeah, New- Norwegian fishermen are located in Oregon, but it's. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, all right. The, the brand name is Weijen. Never W-E-E-J-U-N. I know, I know Tope didn't get that either. So I did not. So what did you have, Tope? I had Fleischmann's, but they're dress shoes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just needed not I needed to have something. All right. All right. Question four. Celestial objects that are often and typically named after their discoverer, those would be comets. That's the one that I knew oh, of the six. That was really? my one of the six that I'm like, I know this one because I Haley's Comet and, and a couple other ones. I'm like, it's gotta be comets. It would have totally been my second guess, but yeah. yep. All right. Well, it's looking rough, Chris. Three to one, Tof. All right, but he could still he tie you up. He could still tie me up here because I'm not. I mean, we have different answers for this one, so all right. We question, could both be wrong, though. Question five: <laughs> uh, What town has a shrine 
to the high school champs that were later immortalized in Hoosiers, the correct answer is Milan. Point for Toph. Ah. Damn, see, Toph has that. He just always gets the guesses, too. Yes, South thing. Africa was a guess and Milan was a guess. You know, it makes me feel better, though, that if I changed my answer to Muncie, <laughs> it, it, still <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, yeah, you were wrong either way. But it is that. See, I think that's where Toph actually like elevates himself over guesser. competition. Is his guesses are always educated. Yeah, I, I I can get with that. All right, so let's see one one last one for fun. Last, number six is for pride. For pride, <laughs> what radiation spawned comic book character? I think the the sneaky help in there was radiation spawned. Uh, yeah. How many characters were spawned by radiation? Uh, joined Prince Nam- Namer and Doctor Strange to form the Defenders. That answer is the Incredible Hulk. Oh, duh. Yeah. Hey, that's, that was too easy. Yeah, no, no points. Uh, no points there. No points there. But Chris, we definitely thank you for a valiant effort. Uh, thank you for setting the beer down for a minute. So when are you going to call on me for hockey knowledge? Well, that's the thing. We might have to when we get to hockey one day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe hockey playoff time. We'll yeah, we may need to it. bring expert in because we're not hockey experts for sure. So uh, yeah, yeah. I will I will have a uh, nice list and shout podcast T-shirt coming your way for participating though. I'll wear it every day. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate it. Let me know if the kids want one too or Melissa. And right. especially since we know Greg's never gonna you know show up. If anybody out there is interested in in uh, you know uh, competing in the segment, send us a note on one of the socials. Let us know you're in, and you know we'll we'll take that into consideration. Well, I I want to put it out there now that I want to. Uh, that, that could be done. What? He wants a rematch. A rematch? Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if anyone else wants to play, and uh, we'll look, get you hey, a rematch. Three, look, three to one again. Or four to one. Like, wait a minute. Did you get? Did you get the last one too? No, but I got four. I got four out of six. Oh, so yeah, four to one then. Yeah, it was. It was, it was kind of a beatdown. <laughs> Never mind. It's not respectable. Like I thought it was. I thought it was three to one. I was gonna say three to one could be respectable against Tove. Well, well, how about this? Uh, until until Dana White books you for your rematch against Tove, <laughs> how about you are our standby? I, I'm I'm okay with this. Okay, right? but even, even if I'm just the standby, I want an opportunity. You to you will get myself. it. You will get it. I'll get you the ball, coach. You will get it. Yeah, I'll get I you mean, the ball. Yeah, I don't, I'll get I don't you the want ball. to just be known as the standby. I want to. I want everybody to know that I'm here. To, to compete against Tove. Okay. For sure. You you will be a scheduled competitor again, for sure. All right. That All was right. good, gentlemen. All right, Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now we're back. We're going to take a look at the top 10 pop culture stories of March 2022. All right. I'm excited. It's kind of a weird month. There wasn't really a whole lot going on. We've got a couple interesting things. You know, kind of follow some of our format of the topics that we were hitting on. But let's just start it off. Number 10, our crazy news story of the month. Uh, border authorities find 52 reptiles hidden in a man's clothing. Hidden, like the clothing he's wearing? Yes. A guy was driving his truck from Mexico into California he had nine snakes and 43 lizards in his jacket and pants. <laughs> I don't have much to reason? say about that, but I mean, there, there, there must be a black market for him, and he smuggled them into the, into the U.S. to sell them. So it was literally to cross the border, yep. probably for sales. 43 horned lizards, nine snakes in your jacket and pants. 
That sounds dangerous. Yeah, I don't know what kind of snakes, but I'm you know. I don't know. I I don't like the I don't like the sounds of that. Me either. Can you imagine the the the, the border guard like you know searching them and like just start like a clown just start pulling out like all these. It's never ending. Never ending. Crazy. Like, did he have them like doing pouches duct taped to it? I, I don't know. Crazy. Number nine story. This is a throwback to the last month. So we talked about uh, if you remember that the hot celebrity name at the time was Wolf. Yep. Well, and part of that was because Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's son was named Wolf. Well, due to a lot, lot of internet outrage and jokes, Kylie Jenner has now come out and said that the name is no longer Wolf. Changed it? She's backed off. She's not released what the new name is. She claims the change has nothing to do with the internet backlash, but no they longer just decided, Wolf. Uh, they just decided rename. no longer Wolf. Yep. I mean, you can take that for what you want and believe what you want, but maybe Wolf is not the hot new name anymore. It's, it's Well, it was, and now it's not. And now it's not. Number eight, I don't know if you heard about this, but they have announced uh, they're doing a White Men Can't Jump reboot. Are they really? Yes, the classic movie with uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Uh, it will be starring a rapper Jack Harlow will be making his acting debut in the Woody Harrelson role. That's the only person that's been cast so far. Okay, so no, 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 we don't know who's playing Wesley Snipes. We don't know. Uh, it's being written by the same team that is also working on the House Party remake. Okay. Okay. So um, remakes, remakes are coming. Remakes are coming. The, you know, the, again, they don't know. Uh, don't know any of the rules yet. This is Jack Harlow's acting debut. We do know that Jack Harlow is a good basketball player, so at least those scenes should look somewhat realistic. It won't be like you know watching some unathletic guy trying to play. I mean, he yeah. can play, so that'll be good. At least we'll see how the acting goes. And, and anybody you'd like to see play Wesley Snipes, or not? Just wait and see. Any ideas in your head? I mean, I don't think this is. Uh, in any way possible, but I'd love to see Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking a little bit too. But, but I don't think I'm that's sure any, his schedule's any like totally booked. Yeah, and uh, uh, if there was a time machine, Will Smith, but he's a little old for the role at this point. <laughs> he probably can't jump too much anymore. No, he probably can't. Uh, number seven, we're talking about a new TV show that made its debut. Uh, HBO, uh, Winning Time. Okay, it's based on the uh, Lakers Showtime teams. And the cast is crazy. John C. Riley, Adrian Brody, Gabby Hoffman, Sally Field, Jason Siegel, and many other people. Jonah, Jonah Hill's involved in writing it. I actually had that on my list for uh, reviews and recommendations later well, on. Well, there we go. So we can maybe we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But that's that made its debut. Three episodes have aired so far. Number six, uh, interesting story here. Britney Spears has signed a fifteen million dollar book deal to write her. Memoir, just their whole story. Uh, wow. This comes, you know, three months after the termination of their, the the abuse of conserv the conservatorship. Yeah, so she is free now, and it follows all the public comments from her, her from her sister and everything there in her sister's memoir. So, did you ever be, watch that documentary? Well, not I did not. But yeah, no. it was pretty crazy. Some of the stuff that she's had to deal with, and what you believe and what you don't believe, yep. and what's real and what's not, it's really up in the air. But so this would be the first time to you know see her story coming out in a, in a like book from her directly. From her directly, I uh, no timetable of you know when. The books will be released, but it is in the works. She signed the deal. If you think about it, too, like with the amount of people who've been following that story and involved in it, and then to think about what people get paid for movies and sports, I'm almost a little surprised the deal wasn't more than 15 million. Yeah, and maybe it just shows the that there's not a lot of money in book sales at the time. That's moment. true, too. Know. That's true. But maybe I mean, the, the yeah, I would say 15 million is not a huge number. Yeah, I mean, you get actors that get that for just a movie, and yep. this is a story that a lot of people are going to be curious about. But you're right, I mean, paperback. Ebooks. Yep. People get the answers anywhere. So number five, in the same vein, uh, Netflix has announced they're doing a documentary with Pamela Anderson. 
Okay. To kind of tell her story. It's a response to Hulu's Pam and Tommy uh, series. Yep. So uh, she wants to tell her side of the story. Again, no timetable for when this is coming out, but Netflix has signed her up. So it's a little Netflix Netflix versus Hulu. You know, the It's interesting. Like, I did Pam watch the Tommy, Pam and Tommy. So I'm not sure if you'd seen that much of that yet. It, it was interesting. So there will this will be more documentary style, I, I believe. Yeah. But uh, it'll be, once again, this will be Pam telling her side of the story again. I was, in, in, I was uh, it did stand out in the Hulu show, too. They didn't kill her. Like they actually portrayed her as the like victim and portrayed her in a in a in a good light. Mm-hmm. Tommy and not so much, you know, and obviously a lot of the other people involved in it not so much. But they did play it a little safe in terms of attacking her mm-hmm. and uh, making her look bad. So it will be interesting though to hear her side. I think that'll be. Seems like it's a hot subject right now. Yeah, it's back in the back. You know, kind of fits our whole flashback kind of thing. Yeah, back, for sure. Back in the you know coming back. Uh, number four, new movie release uh, of the month. The, the movie of the month has to be The Batman. Yeah. Uh, three weeks, number one movie. It's done over $300 million domestic. Uh, Zoe Kravitz with a breakout performance as, as Catwoman. It's been, you know, the movie that everyone's talking about yeah, right it was, now. Yeah, I saw it uh, probably about a week ago. Um, it was good, really good. I mean, dark. Um, Ashley killed me a few times because I kind of nodded off once or twice. It was a long week. <laughs> we saw it on Friday. I was tired, and it's just it. I will say this. It was good, but it went on a little too long. It almost felt like mm-hmm. it ended three times. Uh, okay. So, uh, really good movie, though. Uh, I think a lot of people like it. The reviews have been good. Um, but I think they could have maybe shortened it just a little bit. But that's just my take. Well, definitely, uh, all you listeners, let us know what you think, too. Hit us up. What do you think about the Batman or any of the other stories here? Uh, number three story, uh, I'm going to go to new music releases of the month. Not a lot going on. There's three uh, albums I want to draw attention to. One is the comeback album Cypress Hill. Wow. It's back in black, uh, entirely produced by Detroit's Black Milk. It has a definitely a throwback old school Cypress Hill sound. Like That's if interesting. If you're if you were you know you into the Cypress Hill and like the like the uh, Black Sunday days and some of the older albums, just give it a listen. I mean, it it definitely sounds good. It's definitely a throwback to old school Cypress Hill sound. A lot a lot of weed references. Not as many as there was, were then, I don't believe, but, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, what's Cypress Hill without the weed reference? No, there's some, but I think they're, they're everywhere now. It's like talking about with Snoop. That's they true, were, that's They true. were on the cutting edge of, yeah. hey, we're smoking weed. Now everybody is. Yeah. We don't uh, need to talk about it then. Another album released, one of my wife Ashley's favorite artists, Maren Morris, new album, Humble Quest, just came out yesterday. Okay. And then I feel like we have to talk about Machine Gun Kelly. I know he's a very polarizing artist. Uh, his mainstream very sellout so. uh, came out yesterday as well. The, the artwork is awful. It looks like some middle schooler did it in Photoshop. I will oh, say no. that. But was that what he was going for, you think? It might have been. Honestly, it might have been. But I, I'm i kind of neutral with Machine Gun Kelly. I know he's kind of a love him or hate him, but I kind of... Yeah. Have you got a chance to listen to it yet? I've listened to it. It's. I mean, it is somewhat generic pop punk. I mean, there's some good stuff on there. There's some throwaway tracks. Sometimes he's trying a little too hard. I have I have a soft spot for Machine Gun Kelly from watching him's acting in Roadies. I don't know if you ever saw that show. No, on I didn't. Showtime, I believe it was. He was awesome on that. So I kind of that I have a soft spot for Machine Gun Kelly based on that. But I, I did see him in uh, what was it where he played Tommy? Oh, the, was the, funny, the dirt. Yeah, yeah, he yeah was the, in dirt. the dirt. Yep, 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 yep. Just speaking of Pam and Tommy, basically the Machine Gun Kelly. Yes, basically, he, was. he did. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job. He was a in good that. Tommy Lee. Yes, he was. Uh, but uh, I mean. I guess it's one of those. If, if if you think you're gonna like Machine Gun Kelly's album, then you will. If you're already going into it, like I, it, it is what you expected. But he's not gonna like probably discover a new audience with it. No, no. But I do think he is. A, I think 
I guess one of the defense for him is that I think he is a good gateway artist to kids discovering, you know, pop punk bands like Blink-182 or New Pop yeah. other bands because he's bringing, he's kind of drawing you in. It's that kind of style. He's got Lil Wayne on a couple tracks, so it, it, it reaches like a wide audience. Yeah, it's, it's diverse. It's not bad. Uh, so number two, uh, have to go on kind of a down note here. This is our RIP section of the month, and we got oh, no. three people I want to highlight, and they're all, you know, some ones that have a little bit of personal listeners to them or a little, you know, kind of hard to take. But one of them, let's start with Scott Hall. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> Taking a survey. Uh, he was only 63 years old. Of course, he was a professional wrestler known as Razor Ramon in WWE and uh, as Scott Hall in the NWO in WCW. And I mean... Very sad. Um, one of the best bad guy wrestler characters. I mean, from the best heels. He made the bad guy cool. Yes. Uh, I mean, that was one of the first guys that actually started to change that in wrestling, where the bad guy became the cool guy. And um, it's sad, too, because, you know, it was kind of a, fru- a fluke thing. We talked about uh, Bob Saget last month, and this mm-hmm. was another just, he recently fell and hurt his hip, and he was just supposed to have hip surgery. It was supposed to be routine. And he had a few heart attacks in the middle of a procedure, mm-hmm. and it just really went downhill fast and was unexpected. I know Kevin Nash put a big thing out about it, and he was very devastated. Um, it was nice to see what Scott Hall was able to do the last few years of his life. I'm sorry, you talked, you picked wrestling, so you got to go now. <laughs> but you know, he battled a lot of things early on. You know, 20 years ago, when he got himself clean, he got into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he really became a mentor to a lot of people, and you know, he really. Uh, did good for himself the the last you know decade or so, and uh, you know he was a he was a great performer, and a lot of people tell you back in those old days he was one of the best workers of that group, the Click mm-hmm. with you know Shawn Michaels, obviously Shawn Michaels was, but you know Scott Hall was very underrated as a performer, mm-hmm. and unfortunately his career was cut short because of some of his decisions and with alcohol and drugs. But you know it was nice to see him, you know, get better and and. You know, a lot of people thought he would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. So yep. the time he got, he did make the most of. But it's just sad to see it end this way with out of nowhere. Another uh, sad person that we lost this month was is sports writer John Clayton. He was 67. Uh, he was a staple for ESPN, especially NFL reporting, some great sports center commercials. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how, like, he really was almost like the, 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 the poster of NFL reporting like 20 years ago, 30 yep. years ago, like when we were growing up. Yep. He was the, if it was a John Clayton report, you knew it was legit. You knew it was, it was some, it was breaking news. It was, I mean, he was the guy. And now it's like, you have all the Schefters and all these mm. other people and they all exist because of, you know, because of John Clayton. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. Do you remember that commercial though? The ESPN the commercial BS, with yes, like with the, the heavy metal. Jacket without, yeah. With John Clayton. Yeah. And if you don't know John Clayton, he's a, very small, kind of nerdy-looking guy, like yeah, they just, balding, balding. But they did the commercial. He was a big metal fan for ESPN, and he was the best. Was when he like pulled his ponytail out, and it was like he looks yep. like he's bald, and then he has like this long, this crazy hair. long ponytail. <laughs> and he's wearing the leather jacket with the cut-off sleeves. Oh, I was great. Eating like macaroni and cheese in his little bedroom. He's like, Mom. <laughs> we'll 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 see if we can find that on YouTube, and we'll share it to the to the site. Yeah, so it, it was classic. Great it was a classic. Uh, and then breaking news, uh, last night we heard about uh, Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, 50 years old. Uh, he, they were in Columbia, I believe it was, uh, getting ready to perform at a festival or show or something. And he was found in his hotel room. Uh, they were you know, just released a movie a couple weeks ago. We're expected to, or we're not, we're not we're expected, we're performing at the Grammys in a week. Which, well, and uh, I think and, didn't they have a show that was supposed to be last night or something. Yeah, yeah, too, it was a like, show in Columbia. And it was some sort of festival or award yeah. show or something in Columbia 
that and I'm again I don't I've not seen any details don't want to speculate on anything we don't don't, don't really know but it's just sad I mean and that's definitely there's been a ton of out, outpouring of yep. I mean it's a totally shocking because it's what 50 years old 50 years old and it really they're I mean Foo Fighters are still at the peak of yep. you know they 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 haven't declined they're still as popular as ever and yep. they're pushing it like you said with the movie I mean they're they weren't like a, a band that's backing down and kind of going off into the sunset. They're pushing as hard as ever. So this is a devastating blow for many reasons. I mean, yeah, and they were going to perform at the Grammys. They're not, they were, I think, I believe they're Grammy nominated for for the latest album, for probably for rock album, maybe for a couple other awards. I mean, they're, you said they're still, you know, maybe not at their peak, but they're still in their prime. You yeah. know, they're still, they were still. It's just so sad to see. Yeah, that's that's. They said every year, every month, it's going to be interesting. Say yeah, goodbye a, to some people that we it's all. A, it's a sad se- segment, but I'd like to, to highlight, you know, some of the it's a tribute, some of the tribute to, to, to these people that have helped to form us and form the show. All right, well, let's cheer it up. Hopefully, one's well, really good. It's not necessarily cheerful, but number one is is the Tom Brady of my list. Okay, Kanye's back for more. Oh, Kanye! So, and it goes in tier with the Grammys. He's been he's been asked for the Grammys to not show up now. He was supposed to perform. He's been pulled. Jeez. He said it was due to his erratic and troubling public behavior in recent weeks. And so, yeah, what that behavior was. Well, the big thing was I don't know if you saw that he released the video. Music video that was basically ad- like claymation animation of him kidnapping and murdering and burying a figure that looks a lot like Pete Davidson. Oh wow! I know there's a lot of like stuff going on right now. Didn't Pete Davidson send him like a video from his bedroom yep, yep, or yep. something? And yep. They have a lot of back and forth going on now. And then also he had an Instagram post taunting Trevor Noah of The Daily Show, who was the host of the Grammys, and it included some. Uh, some racial slurs directed from West to Noah that has got him banned on, he got him a 24 hour ban on Instagram. And he, so he's just, I saw I, he released a video too, or like, wasn't his eyes like swollen shut. It didn't even look like he'd open his eyes and yep. talk. It was like, something's just uh, weird with him. And then uh, I think the Paul brothers, I saw something too, where they're actually offering 30 mil a piece to Kanye and to, Pete Davidson to broker a fight. They want to do a six round fight between them. They're offering them thirty million each that to would, let them book it. That would not be good for Kanye. <laughs> I, I, Kanye needs help. I mean, seriously, I mean, we can. I mean, Kanye's Kanye. He's always a little out there, but it seems like he's really like going yeah. off the deep end here. So but, hopefully, but, Kanye gets some help. But isn't it out, crazy but. though? Just to think though, like if you are a celebrity and you're that notoriable, or, what's notable, notable, notoriety. Uh, that you know, you can get thirty million. Like, there's literally people that would pay that much money to see a celebrity fight. I mean, oh, there, yeah, there is. Remember celebrity boxing? That was kind of, <laughs> but it's just that's crazy to think. And yeah, Kanye is definitely off the off the chain. I think he beat up a reporter the other day too. So, because uh, Kanye is going to be, I think we'll, we'll we'll be talking about Kanye a lot. Hopefully, some more positive stories at some point. But yeah, that's sad. I was a really big fan of his music uh, early on. So th- those are our top 10 pop culture stories of the month. All right, good stuff. All right. All right, Tove, we're hitting that time machine. Uh-oh. Yep, 30 years in the rewind. What would that be? Uh, what month would that be, 30 years? March. Oh, March, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, March 1992. Some that stuff that's ago? in the news. It's so weird, like putting this together and trying. I mean, 
like you said, we're 14. Like some of the stuff that when this was happening, it's just so, so weird how weird the 90s were. So you ready for some stuff? I'm ready. Hit me with you. All right. So we got a little bit of everything. Like I said, this is usually in no particular order, but uh, I do have 10 items. So what we're going to go with here, uh, basketball coach, NBA, Cotton Fitzsimmons. Became the sixth coach in NBA history to win 800 games. Cotton Fitzsimmons. You know, you think about just shows you some guys that were, were, were great coaches or players or whatever it be that are just forgotten. Yeah. Like, and the thing with him, though, that always stood out to me is that it just seemed like a computer-generated name. Oh, yeah. That, that's not a real name. Well, obviously, Cotton, I'm assuming it's not his given first name. But yeah. still, Cotton Fitzsimmons is definitely like a – it's like a dodgeball coach character. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, – who, who was – wasn't a scream – has there been a cotton? Oh yeah, cotton, yeah, yeah. There was a since cotton. cotton Fitzsimmons, other than like scream. Yep, cotton, cotton weary, cotton weary. I don't know. Weird. Um, all right. Also, thirty years ago, Silence of the Lambs wow. cleans up at the Academy Awards. And when I say cleans up, I'm talking best mm. picture, best actor, best actress, best screenplay. I mean, you name it. Silence of the Lambs. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah, great it really movie. still is. holds up today. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is just, uh, you know, he was obviously great in that, but he, he just, something about him, like, he, he made that character so creepy. Oh, yeah, one of the creepiest uh, cinematic characters ever. I yeah. mean, just creepy. Yeah, so that was a, a classic, but it totally cleaned up at the uh, Academy Awards. As it should have. Yep. All right, someone you love, Bruce Springsteen. The boss. 30 years ago, released his ninth and 10th albums on the same oh, day. Yes. Human Touch and Lucky Town. Yes, I just listened to Lucky Town not that long ago, actually, like a week or two ago, I think. Yeah, both albums put out without the E Street Band. Yep, and it was so strange that I mean, people people do double albums. You mm-hmm. know, that's a common thing. You, I mean, you, you and you, you have Guns N' Roses they released usually usually one and two at the same time. Yeah, but this was two just different, two completely separate albums released at the same time. It's such a strange move, but yeah, I don't know the full story behind it, but it almost makes me wonder. You know, a lot of artists, especially like him, he does seem like he likes to do different styles and different things. Yes. Where if maybe he was putting together material for one album and realized like, well, these fit with this and these fit with this. I believe, and if, uh, for all the Springsteen experts out there, if I'm wrong, no, please forgive me. But if I remember, I feel like. One was kind of a more commercial okay. album, and the other was more like a deep cut kind of... For the fans. For the fans. So if, I re- if I recall, that's how it was, but yeah. I could be wrong. Or it could have just been to get out of a contract. But it here's two albums been. and I'm done. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, also, we talked about this last month starting, well, this month, uh, 30 years ago, Mike Tyson was sentenced to 10 years in prison and convicted in his trial. Yep. So, Yep. Uh, also, uh, so another thing, the, uh, the people's choice awards, I was talking to you earlier, man, in the old days, like so many award shows in March, they were all in March. Yeah. They've yeah. kind of spread out a little bit now, pushed into April, but yeah, but in its final season, uh, in the people's choice awards, the Cosby show and Bill Cosby cleaned oh, up I mean, best TV actor, show best show sitcom. It's crazy to think about how, you know, Bill Cosby and just that. That fall from grace that he had for being, you know, one of the most respected top of the world people yeah. to what he is now. Yeah, it's I did start crazy. to watch that documentary, but I have I have to kind of pick back up on that the one they got out. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the thing that got me with this too is it's just I would have thought the Cosby Show was over by '92 if no, you asked me, no. but it really it was surprised that it went on a couple more or maybe another month after the mm-hmm. this 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 win. Uh, so moving on. 
So we have, you know, we actually talked about this earlier with the NCAA tournament, but actually one thing in the 39th uh, ACC tournament, number one Duke beat number 20 North Carolina. And this mm-hmm. is actually really kind of in the peak of their, their rivalry. You got Coach K versus Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Duke. This is the year that they won their second, you know, this was the ACC tournament, but they later went on to win their second uh, back-to-back NCAA it's title. Like the Christian Leitner? Christian Leitner, 92. Yeah, you know, Grand Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you go into the next year, 92. North Carolina wins the national title. So this is really in the, the era of these two teams being top teams, and these games, everyone really mattered. Everyone yep. was uh, huge. And uh, that ACC tournament win, I mean, now I know North Carolina was only number 20 at the time, but uh, it was a, it was kind of at the peak of the rivalry. Yep. And it was yep. the, fun, the fun days. So... That was when it really started mattering. I mean, they had been rivals forever before that, but I don't think either had really been good at the same time until those early nineties. Yeah. Well, Duke didn't. I mean, Duke had some moments in the seventies where they were a, a top team, but they they don't. Have, North Carolina has that history where they had lots of great teams. Duke yeah. really did not until Coach K. Yeah, arrived. Coach K came in at eighty, but you figure even in, when Jordan was in North Carolina and went and tied the championship, or yeah, Duke was not. Duke at that wasn't level. anything yet, even with you know Coach K being there. So uh, that was pretty interesting. All right, with number four, we had uh, Farm Aid 5 took place. Wow, Willie Nelson's uh, brainchild there. Yeah, Willie Nelson. Uh, he's still going strong 30 years later. I think he's playing Meriwether this summer, actually. Is he really? Yeah, I believe so. Other artists, you know, John Mellencamp and Yo Young, definitely a couple mm-hmm. of the big names that took place there. But And big Farm Aid supporters in general. Yeah, big show 30 years ago. Uh, moving on, next... Let's see what we got. So do you remember an R&B band named Jodeci? Oh, yes. Casey and JoJo and Devontae Swing. Yep. They released uh, 30 years ago today. They released Come and Talk to Me, <laughs> which later went on to become Billboard's Song of the Year in 92. Did you know that? I don't know if I, I did not know that. All right. Moving on. But sticking with R&B, uh, Color Me Bad won a Soul Train wow. Award in March of 92. Color Me Bad. That's... That's crazy. I, I, you know, it's that whole thing we talked about last last month with uh, was it Right Said Fred? Right Said, yeah, Right Said like, Fred at number one. Yeah, just some of these well, bands and songs. Color Me Bad songs, though. I mean, Color Me Bad. The songs were kind of catchy R and B songs. The band itself was kind of a joke, but I could buy some of their songs being it's more than Right Said Fred. That I had no business being. Yeah, no, that definitely was. But it's just funny. I want to sex you up. I want a Soul Train Award. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't know. My yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that song. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I mean, they had. To, I mean, I adore Mia Moore and All for Love were hits, but I think it had to be that one. All right, and our final flashback moment. Uh, it's kind of funny to think about 30 years ago how many people were using computers. Not that many, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you'll remember this. The Michelangelo virus Ooh, was starting to the first, come uh, out and, and like home viruses. Yeah, and uh, and wreck some some computers. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was funny to think, you know, how that's 30 years ago, and back then. Not many, like how much we've actually changed in 30 years as a society and how much we actually use PCs. Mm -hmm. And then even now how we've almost moved on from PCs to like mobile devices and, Mm -hmm. you know, with cell phones and tablets. I mean, half the time I can't even tell you how often I get on my PC, but um, the Michelangelo virus. That was a blast from the past. I was like, man. Definitely. So that's... uh, Interesting month, not a whole lot going on. I think last month was a little bit funner for February '92, but March is the slow month in general. It seems yeah. for March Madness. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see some more exciting stuff next month. But that was the top stories from 30 years ago. That's interesting. Interesting.
Yeah. All right, a lot of good stuff today. I think we covered it. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I think one thing we want to do, uh, you know, before we head out each month is maybe make a few reviews and recommendations of some things we're liking and enjoying right now. That's a, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, for me, I mean, you had mentioned it earlier in your list, the the winning time, uh, the rise mm-hmm. of the. Uh, Laker Dynasty. I have actually started watching it. And I, I had that on my list to recommend. It's it's really good. The cast, like you said, is amazing. John C. Riley is a crazy Jerry Buss. Um, <laughs> it is really. I mean, it's it's shot in a very it, like an old school way. It's very much like Hollywood glamour, but also dirty and all the like all the stuff that goes along with it. But uh, really entertaining. It's shot in a way that you don't have to be a sports fan to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I didn't know what to expect going in. I didn't know if it was going to be like a docu series or shot like that mm-hmm. or shot, but it's it, it really feels more like a show. Okay. Um, I mean, we're three episodes in, and like, you know, Magic Johnson's a big part of it, and it's like he hasn't even like played a game yet. They haven't even went to camp, so it almost feels like I don't think they're going to do like. E- it feels like a show that's like plan is to be a few seasons, not just like yep. a one and done type thing. Where at first I thought it could be like, like just well, like maybe it'll be a one and done, yeah, limited series thing, yeah. But I mean, you're three episodes in and you haven't even played a basketball game yet. That, I mean, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but uh, you know, Adrian Brody as uh, Pat Riley yeah. is mm-hmm. insane. Um, you know, it's crazy, um, but it, it's really entertaining. I highly recommend it. Only three episodes out so far, uh, so you're not too far behind. It's an easy watch. It's really entertaining. I mean, it's funny. Um, it's serious. But, I mean, it's cool, especially if you're a sports fan and you kind of are our age where you, like, you remember some of the Showtime Lakers with, mm-hmm. like, Magic and all those guys. Um, it's fun to go back and watch and see how it was all put together. And, you know, it starts out really with Jack Ken Cook selling to Jerry Buss and how Jerry Buss kind of conned his way and talked his way into getting the Lakers. <laughs> um you know, and, and, and how it's just all everything fell in place and he's just kind of winging it just because he wants to. He's just a fun party guy that mm-hmm. has a big dream and loves basketball. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a good series uh, and it might be one that uh, sticks around, you know, for a little bit. Uh, so you haven't got a chance to see any of it? I have not, nope. I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I mean, I think it's a it's a eighty two eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. so it's a pretty good, pretty solid rating. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, worth worth the watch, guys. So uh, got a recommendation here. I'm going to go for a book recommendation. I'm you know I'm constantly reading new books, old books, and this this was one I found interesting. Um, it's called Your Favorite Band Cannot Save You by Scott O'More. And it's kind of a, it's definitely has sci-fi fantasy elements to it, but not without giving anything away, you know, the premise is this guy that's a music blogger just discovers this new song by this new band that there's no information about, does not exist, can't figure anything out. That's interesting. And he ends up playing it. He plays the song and the next thing he knows, he realizes it's eight hours later, he's listened to the song like a hundred times, just over and over and over again. So it like gets in your brain. It gets in the brain. And then they find out that this band's going to release, it's a 10 track album. They're releasing one song a day for the next 10 days. And it follows kind of this like this, this band. This song's just kind of just Does it make you like over. a zombie. It. I'm not like, gonna. I'm not gonna give anything away. You know, no, no spoilers. Damn, I gotta here. read it. No spoilers here. But it's definitely. It's if you're in a fan. You're a fan of a little bit off the wall kind of sci-fi. Do, crazy do they have stories. an ebook? Uh, I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, they, yes, <laughs> of course. And uh, it's not a long read. It's I think it's like 250 pages or something. But it's definitely, definitely worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing. I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely sounds like a pretty interesting premise. Yeah. I don't like. I don't read as much as you do. Clearly, you're you're definitely the book man. But if I were to read a book, I would definitely like something that has a you know unique plot like that. That's all always a plus. 
All right. Uh, the other thing I'd like to recommend uh, and give a little review on this month is uh, video game related. I'm not a super video game guy, but I, most of it usually sticks to sports. But um, I, I am a big wrestling fan, and there has not been a lot of wrestling games recently. Uh, WWE did not make a game last year because their game in 2020 was so terrible. They literally scrapped everything wow. and, and rebuilt. So they, they didn't even release a game in 2021. That's um, crazy. Yeah, because they rebuilt it. So, WWE 2K22 launched and was released this month. And I'll be honest, you know, I'm not the hugest WWE fan, mm -hmm. but like when something's good, it's good. And this is probably the best wrestling game I've ever played. Uh, when it comes to graphics, they're amazing. Uh, when it comes to the gameplay, remember like the old mm -hmm. uh, NWO, WCW NWO World Tour, some of the old SmackDown games, it was like. It, it was easy to pick up and play. You didn't have to like read and learn all these all moves kind of to do it. It, it was like stuff. grapple. Yeah. And, like the grappling's easy. The 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 attacks are easy. And then there's also some complex moves too. So it, it kind of like fills both voids. Like you can play it uh, in terms of picking it up and playing it like normal, or you can like really get into a certain character and learn all his move sets and where everything mm -hmm. is, and even go from there. But uh, it's very smooth. It looks amazing. Uh, but I think the thing that makes the game stand out the most is the modes. There's so many different game modes in it. Um, there's a, a mode called My Faction, mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, like Madden Ultimate Team where you build your team and it looks okay. like you open packs and you get cards and you play it. So that's kind of the same principle. You open packs, you get cards, you win challenges, and you build your own faction, like any four wrestlers, male mm -hmm. or female. And then you work, you know, with that faction. You have to put contracts on them if they, you know, to be able to wrestle. Um, and it's just really fun. You know, it's okay. obviously like kind of like on that board, like the pay to play type thing, but you can grind it out and play mm -hmm. the challenges and not put money into it. If you want to make it harder, if you like to spend money on that kind of stuff, you can rip packs all day long and mm -hmm. get the best players and, uh, teams possible. So that's really fun. I've had a lot of fun with that. They have a, my GM mode where you pick a GM, you pick a brand, you pick a rival to go against, and then you draft the roster. Oh, that's cool. And there's a budget, like mm -hmm. a salary cap, and then you book each show, and you can do it for up to 50 weeks. It's like a wow. season. And you actually like make the storylines, you create rivalries, and you get like reviews for each match, okay. like on how good the match was, what it was rated, and then you get, you know, it's all about building your TV audience as well as making money. And it's super easy. It's actually not that complicated. Um, I did a whole 50 game or a 50 week season in like two days. Uh, so like, you know, granted I probably spent like four hours on it, but you know, you can move it fast. It's not like it's like totally like locks you into life. Uh, they have a, my universe mode too. That's the last thing I want to call it on it where you basically can create your own federation with even online custom creations. Mm -hmm. So that's what a lot of people are doing. You know, obviously AEW is very popular and it doesn't have a game yet. So there's a ton of people out there that are creating like wow. all the arenas, all the titles, all the characters, and you can actually download them all and then go into like my universe and create and your own AEW. Wow, that's crazy. So you actually convert the WWE 2K222 system and gameplay into, into an wow. AEW game. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's what a lot of people are working on. It's still new, so there's, you know, there's obviously the custom contents like growing every mm -hmm. day, but like that's pretty fun. Um, some of the details that that people put in and like the amount of create like the customization you can do to these guys like they literally will look identical to i mean what you see on AEW is crazy That's so crazy. the game's awesome highly recommended if you like any kind of fighting game especially if you like wrestling I, I don't sleep on it it's it's the best game i've seen and it's also one that you don't have to replace it a year 
Like, yeah. this is one you could get and play for several years. So that's what I got. Uh, so something else I've been into, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Food Network. I like to watch a lot of the shows on there. And okay. my favorite my probably my favorite yearly show is the Tournament of Champions. They do every well, this is the third time they're doing it, but in March, kind of March Madness style tournament of some of the best chefs in the world that are you know you see from their shows, hosted and run by Guy Fieri, and it's crazy with his crazy guyness, of course. Um, this year they doubled the number of chefs from sixteen to thirty-two. They well, that's pretty just, serious. They though. just finished the first round, and it's insane. How and, long does this go on for? If, is it like? Every episode's just one battle, or uh, they've been doing three, three an episode. Okay, three or three or four. Maybe actually, maybe four. They just finished the first round, so it'll start. It'll start moving a little faster now. Uh, the tournament's been crazy. I'm, I'm not going to give anything away if you have a DVR and ready to watch it or whatnot. But I mean, just big name chefs have been losing the first round. I mean, you talk about. I'll just say out of Manit Shohan, Antonio Lafasa, Super Chef Darnell Ferguson, and Brooke Williamson, two of the four of them did not get in the first round. So one, one and two seeds are dropping. It's been crazy. And it's just, it's just fun to watch. So it's know. almost it's, like a March Madness. It's a March Madness bracket, and they go through, and there's a randomizer that spins and assigns a protein, a vegetable, a style, and an equipment they have to use. So it's kind of a, that random comes in. Okay. And then they have 40. Well, the time depends on. There's times also on the yeah. randomizer. And they have that much time to cook it. Blind test from judges that don't know who they are and who made what. And it's just, it's crazy. That's awesome. Definitely, fun. if you're into that kind of, if you're into like cooking competition show kind of things, check it out. I, I used to, re- I don't know it's which one watch. I watched. That's kind of the problem. I used to enjoy them, but then they got to be so many of them, and yep. I was like, I didn't, I couldn't really tell which one's better than the other. And sometimes it just gets over saturated. That sounds definitely like an awesome premise, though. It is definitely, definitely fun to watch. It's good stuff. I mean, I definitely feel like uh, you know, for the month of March, while sports and news stuff may have been a little quiet there's definitely like we're, we're definitely hitting a big stride i think with streaming there's been a ton of content coming out a lot of shows i feel like uh, we're finally catching up from the delays from covid and, and all the stuff being canceled and now it's is, finally coming out production is finally catching up and shows are coming out and movies are coming out i think we're getting back in yeah yeah I, I, i've definitely been hammering out a lot of streaming finished peacemaker that was really good um just it's it's crazy. Bel Air, we talked about that last mm-hmm. month. I know you one said we were just left. talking about earlier. Yeah, one episode left. We've been keeping up on that. That's really good. Uh, if you guys have been listening and watching that, let us know how that is. I I think that's been a very uh, very uh, to, you know a, a conversation piece. It's yeah. definitely a show that I think a lot of people have opinions on and like or dislike or like for reasons. But it's definitely been a, uh, entertaining at the very least. Yes, I've I've enjoyed it for sure. Well, anything you're looking forward to? What uh, last month? I know you talked about the what the the song show is that that starts soon too, that's, right? Yeah, that's kicking up. Yeah, I have not, I haven't really followed up on to see what, what's going on. That should be kicking off. I think this week, maybe or maybe even last week. Maybe yeah. first episode may have aired. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that should be interesting. I know my mom. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her, and she was like, "I'm really excited for this show." So I'm like, "Definitely, there's people talking about it. It's out there." Mm-hmm. Anything else going on that you? Obviously, we got the Final Four coming up. We talked about that. We Final got baseball Four, coming NBA up. Playoffs, baseball starting. Yeah, keep an eye out too. We may be releasing a uh, a pop up podcast uh, coming out next month uh, before opening day with a season preview. So a little sneak peek there. I think we're going to be putting something together Talk for about you guys. A little more baseball, but yeah, I mean, got fantasy baseball drafts coming up the next couple of weeks. So a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you have any fantasy uh, baseball uh, knowledge and you want to give us some tips, uh, share with the group. Or ask any questions. I'm Toph and I are big fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball players uh, in a couple leagues, so we're definitely getting ready for drafts. We're turning keepers in now, mm-hmm. so good stuff. We really enjoy uh, fantasy baseball. So, if you guys have any uh, any questions or any topics you want to talk about with that, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram. 
Yep. So uh, I think second episode's in the books. Yeah, we we got we did it. We're here now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's officially a show now. <laughs> it's not a just show an episode. Now, yes. It's a show. Not just one episode. That's yep. right. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We've had fun doing these. Uh, it, uh, it's good, and you know, like I said, feel free to participate. Looking for as much uh, feedback as we can get, and interaction as well. You know, we want to know what you guys are liking and what you're not liking. And if there's anything in March that that we missed, feel free to like share it too, because I'm sure there's some some stuff we're missing. Oh yeah, yeah. Any you know, show, movies, music, anything that's going on that with that, that word that we're not in tune with or that we're sleeping on, let us know. If you want to compete in the trivia, let us know. So hopefully we did a good job of listing and shouting. We, we did a lot of listing, a little bit of shouting. Yeah, I know. We haven't really hit the shout yet. I think it's going to come, maybe. It's going to come. We'll get, we'll, there, there will be some shouting, for sure. Yeah. Especially, I think, with Tove's tri- trivia with Tove, they'll, they Eventually, you're going to beat someone. They're going to be mad. Yeah. Beatty, Beatty, Chris, thank you. Chris uh, out there. He Shouts was a good, uh, Beatty, good guest uh, for the for the kickoff of that trivia with Tove. If uh, Greg ever gets off the beach and calls in, there'll probably be some shouting. Man, yeah, Big G, man, where are you at? Mm. You were supposed to be. You were supposed to be uh, up in this one. Yeah, I'd say he's laying out in the sun, but he's probably not in the sun. He's got probably got he's probably on an umbrella. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Keep listening. Keep shouting. All right. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Wait, wait, wait. I know. I know. We were wrapping up, but Tof. What's up? We, we have a voicemail. What kind of voicemail? Uh, apparently, it looks like uh, our original uh, Big G uh, tro- uh, Trivia with Tove person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guy. Apparently, he called and left us a message. Oh, no. Play that. You want to play? You want to hear it? I want to hear it. Should we just do it off air or on air? Play it on air. All right. All right. Let's go. What's up, my dudes? Greg here, checking in. Hey, were we doing trivia today? I don't remember. You know how it is down here. Golf, beach, pool, beach. Anyway, I'm on the beach right now, so we're supposed to do it. I guess I got to catch you next time. Anyway, hit me up. See ya. Can you believe that guy? That's classic Greg. Classic Greg. You know, move to Florida. Leave the uh, leave the little people behind. Yeah, just hanging out at the beach. Dude, you were supposed to be here. We had it all lined up, man. I think he was just afraid. You knew it was going to take him down. Oh, he was going to take an L. You're yeah, right. Definitely, definitely. He went to the beach instead. Huh? I don't blame him. Yeah, you, so you think it's a it's an act. He knew he was losing, so he rolled. Yeah, I think so. But still, enjoy the nice weather, Greg. Yeah, it's it, it actually just snowed a few minutes ago up here. Somehow. <laughs> it actually was. Don't know how, but it was snowing. Yeah. Toe was grilling some steaks, and it started to snow. Enjoy your beach. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy your golf. And I'm coming for you next time. Toe's got your number.